Hey everybody, welcome to The Buzz, your entertainment podcast, and Megan Miller, Scott Tady here. Boy, we hit the ground running this morning, nothing like a 4 a.m. announcement of Lady Gaga coming to Pittsburgh again? Yeah, I mean, it was a quite a news morning already. She, of course, nailed it at the halftime show, which we're going to be talking about a little later in the show, but they announced, I think, what, 4 or 5 a.m., Lady Gaga, Joanne World Tour coming to PPG Paints Arena on November 20th. We'll tell you a bit about that and ticket and everything. And uh, another big announcement I'm excited about, Muse, coming to KeyBank Pavilion. Saw them in 2013 at uh, the Quanso Energy Center. And, boy, they're a great live band. It's great British rock, a little bit of progressive about them. And I think you're pretty excited about one of the opening acts. Yes, I'm very excited for the support act. 30 Seconds to Mars. Uh, <laughs> Who's the singer for them? Um, it's a gentleman named Jared Leto. Ah. Um, we all know him from the... Uh, Dallas Buyers Club, but also Jordan Catalano <laughs> from one of the best TV series ever, My So-Called Life. Word. Yeah, so, well, you know what? It's funny. I was scrolling through my Instagram this morning, and I saw that he posted a 30 Seconds to Mars like video, and I'm like, new music or tour or something's coming, and then 20 minutes later, I check my inbox, and they're going to on tour with Muse at an August 1st stop. Out in Burgettstown, so two great shows just found out about today. Some concerts coming up this week. Yeah, and um, you can check out all of the information of those two concerts at timesonline.com slash entertainment. Um, hopefully ticket prices will be um, announced soon, but dates and all of that kind of stuff is available now. Interesting interesting thing, too, about Muse coming to Burgettstown. They now have eight rock concerts there compared to only five country. Usually it was heavier country than rock, and it seems like in recent years. But Who, Who's the fifth country? We have Zach Brown, the three mega tickets. Uh, Sam Hunt. I knew I was forgetting one. Okay. So yeah, that is interesting because usually it's like country, 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 rock. Country, country, rock. So. <laughs> <laughs> like a song. <laughs> All right. But yeah, um, speaking of country, oh. <laughs> perfect segue in, Martina McBride will be um, at the Palace Theater in Greensburg on Thursday. Just one of the most pure singing voices out there. Just a clear, perfect voice, don't you think? Yeah, and I think her personality matches it well. Like, she just seems like she is, you know, promoting positivity and love on this tour and, you know, like, let's all just come together. And um, she has quite a catalog of hits and she's one of those people that I think you're surprised at how many she actually has. Like, you keep forgetting about them. But um, that should be an interesting show. And that'll be a good fit for her. I know she did the Peterson Event Center years ago. Uh, the Palace, you don't need a lot of lasers and, and crazy backdrops and visuals. It's just a place to go perform, and that kind of fits her style. So it'll yeah. be a good show this Thursday. Yeah, I always wondered what type of um, costumes she wears. Uh, Is it more of a... Because I'm thinking back in the day, she did the big elaborate costume changes, but with the palace, you don't really need that. It's just kind of like a nice old theater, and, you know, she'll probably have a stool, be at the piano, and like that kind of stuff. Rocking that very same old theater on Saturday would be classic rock band Fog Hat. I got to do an interview with the drummer uh, last week, and uh, I, I listened to their, their most recent album. I was surprised. It really rocks out. I, I would have thought, you know, they're, they're, they're getting up there and don't even have too many original members, but... Uh, it's a really good album. And then, of course, they had some great hits back in the day. Slow Ride, I Just Want to Make Love to You, Fool for the City. So uh, I think it'll be an interesting show. They're, they're a good band. Yeah, and then we have um, some other interesting events happening this weekend. Um, the Beaver Station Cultural and Events Center will be hosting a wine and chocolate pairing just in time for Valentine's Day. How about that? There'll be an acoustic singer that kind of playing some light jazz, a, a violin player. 
Tell you what, we did our video, our Get Out This Weekend video, which will be online noon Wednesday. I got to sample some of the wines and chocolates they'll be giving to people that day. And, uh, wow, some really good pairings. They, they have international wines, from a, a, a port from Europe. They have from Australia, from, from of course, some California wines. But the chocolate, there's like a ginger chocolate. There's like chocolate truffles. There's some really serious mixes. And they have them paired very well. So tickets are going very fast. I, I wouldn't hesitate. If you want to go, the, the event's is Saturday Wednesday's the deadline to sign up. Definitely do it. Yeah, and we've um, talked about some of their um, events in the past, and they always seem like very good fits for the station. And, I mean, I know they did a whiskey one once, and now it's chocolate and wine. And that's a good pairing because those are two things I always think of either or. Like, I'm going to have a piece of chocolate or a glass of wine. And I kind of like that they're actually, like, putting them together. It's Beaver Station Cultural Events Center. They're already booking uh, events in 2018. That's how popular it's going. I think every weekend day in June is already booked, so it's really taken off in the, what, the 14 or so months it's been around, so... It's a, good, it's a good story for Beaver County. So something a little different for Valentine's weekend. Yeah. If you aren't into the chocolate and the wine, monster trucks are uh, coming to PBG Paints this weekend. Can I do it? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Well, that's actually all every day this weekend. But yeah, I interviewed one of the drivers, and he said, look, we're all a closet monster truck fan. So bring your date, he said. So uh, something to think about. But uh, I, I saw one once, and that is a loud, loud event. Louder than any rock concert. You go see those monster trucks, you might want to bring some earplugs. Yeah, it's funny because it always seems to be here on Valentine weekend. And I always wondered if that was just, that's how the schedule worked out or if there was like more, like there was a method to that. Welcome to Pittsburgh. Yeah, right. But I remember you actually did um, like a behind the scenes like tour or like video a couple years ago. Yeah, you see my Instagram photos? I me, have. Me and Gravedigger, the most a, famous trucks. You in a giant truck. <laughs> yeah. but They're doing something new this year. They have three different events. It's not just uh, what you see, the, the big trucks crashing car or crushing cars and flying off ramps. They, they have a, an ATV component as well. So uh, I, I have an interview in the, in the weekend section this Thursday. It'll be online as well. Uh, you'll learn some more. But if that's your thing, uh, definitely go check it out. Yeah, and then, of course, we can't have an entertainment podcast without talking about the Grammy Awards, which will be Sunday night. Always look forward to that. Music's biggest night. Uh, Beyonce has more nominations than anyone, nine, but uh, Rihanna and Adele, I I think Adele might have the bigger night. I really do. I think she might win Album of the Year. I'm curious because I think... She's going to win Song or Record of the Year. I think Beyonce will win Album of the Year, now that I think about it. Lemonade, yeah. Yeah, That that was a masterpiece, but I think Hello by Adele is going to come away with some awards. Yeah, that album, and it's so funny because they came out in different years, like only six or seven months apart, but in different years, so it it always confuses me. Like, how can these two be up against each other? But that's going to be quite a showdown, I think, and I'm I'm wondering if one of them is just going to kind of take the whole thing or if it's just going to be split. And I don't know. Uh, 21 Pilots could be a, a dark horse candidate. They're up for a bunch of awards, too. Here's some interesting things. Some of the celebrities are saying they're not going to be there. Kanye is saying he's not going to come. We'll see. Uh, Justin Bieber, rumor is, is not going to be showing up. Drake has a tour in, in England, so he definitely won't be there. What unless terrible, they get him on the hotline. Yeah, what terrible threats. No Justin Bieber or Kanye. Like, <laughs> what, what, whatever will we do? <laughs> That's what I say in my preview story that also be in Thursday. Uh, they were, you know, they always do these celebrity pairings. They were going to have a... Uh, a Tribe Called Quest with, with Dave Grohl, and then Dave Grohl, Foo Fighter, says he, he wasn't going to do that. Come on, do you really think there's going to be an award show that Dave Grohl does not show up at? He will be there. He'll be there front and center, and every 
camera pan will, if Taylor Swift isn't in there, all the Taylor, uh, camera pans will go straight to him. So I'm not too worried. New host this year. After five years of LL Cool J, it's James Corden is your host. I'm intrigued by that because I always wondered why it was LL Cool J <laughs> year after year after year. Um, not that he did a bad job. It was just an odd pairing to me a little bit because I know he did have a music career and he might still, I'm not you're right. His his music career was was many many years ago. Yeah. He, he had the TV show. I think that kind of re- reintroduced him to some people. But yeah, that five years in a row of LL Cool J was. It's a lot, but I'm thinking it had more to do like, you know, Jimmy Fallon did the Golden Globes. That was NBC. Jimmy Fallon's on NBC. Oscars later this month. Jimmy Kimmel, who is ABC. LL Cool J show is on CBS. CBS does the. So I think it has more to do with we're using one of our like own on our network instead of like picking a different one but I'm, I'm glad to see somebody different I'm thinking um, James will do well and you're absolutely right about that since he has the CBS show and of course he does that uh, carpool karaoke is a big hit so I'm sure they'll be riffing off that many times during the night but uh, I can't wait I, I'm a big fan of the Grammys uh, you know there's always some weird things to go on there's always some pairings that don't quite work out but uh, you have Carrie Underwood singing you have Keith Urban so th- they'll be you know Metallica is going to be there so it, it's always entertaining now, do you think it's going to be as political as some of the other? It's been a very political-focused award season with the Golden Globes, the SAG Awards. I'm sure the Oscars will be similar, but the Grammys are kind of a different animal. So do you think it's going to be like protests and political, or it's going to be like a night of music and somebody might say something, i.e. Kanye, or like somebody might do something like that? In the course of a three-hour telecast, yeah, I think someone's going to try to get in some dig, maybe a couple times. <clears throat> I don't think it'll be as political as the Oscars. They, they seem to rise to that a bit more, but surely someone's going to get in some kind of reference, you know that, and <clears throat> see what happens. All right, and we will be right back. Get ready, get set, get out this weekend. Watch every Wednesday as I, Scott Tady, give you the scoop on local entertainment and help you plan how to get out this weekend. Sponsored by Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. A new episode premieres every Wednesday at timesonline.com slash get out or watch them on our Beaver County Times Roku channel. Don't miss it. And we are back on the buzz. Megan Miller and Scott Tady ready to talk some more entertainment. And how about that Super Bowl 51 halftime show? Loved it. Yes. I mean, I think Lady Gaga nailed it. I thought she went above and beyond the expectations of what people, which some people, it was pretty high and some it was pretty low, but she just was amazing. Well, she started on the roof of the stadium. Like, bungee jumped down. That alone was pretty interesting. Did all the hits. I'm, I'm glad she did one at the piano to remind people that, oh, yeah, she's got a really good voice, too. Sometimes I think that gets overlooked. Yeah, I think it... I used to overlook it. I remember, and I know I've said this a couple times on here, I used to think she was so overrated and it was just a gimmick and like there wasn't a whole lot of talent there. And then I saw her May 2014 show at um, Console Energy Center and I walked out of there and I said, I take back everything I ever said about her. I mean, she was amazing. It just blew me away. And so she did the national anthem last year and I think she garnered some more interest from that because a lot of people who aren't familiar with her was like wow that girl can sing like she did really good and going into this I know a lot of people had things on their mind is she going to protest is there going to be a political undertone and there was at the beginning but she kept it 
positive. She kept it positive. She kept it focused. And it wasn't, you know, for this candidate or against this candidate. It was a more of, you know, liberty and justice for all. And even her tone was light with it. So I, I thought she handled that pretty well because I'm thinking whatever she would have done, if she would have ignored it, she would have been criticized. If she did it, she would have been criticized. So I thought she handled it well. Um, the fact that she can go in a costume change, in a makeup change, in under three seconds <laughs> is amazing. It takes me at least seven. But, <laughs> yeah, she, she did Born This Way, and, and that would be her most political song. But, like you said, it was just very positive and happy and very inclusive. Uh, compare this to Beyonce last year where she kind of had sides divided, and there was a lot of outbursts. She had her dancers dressed in, like, military-style uniforms. Gaga, it was just a big, happy, uh, you know, you're all included. And, and it, it just wasn't preachy. You know, it was just a fun uh, spectacle. Well, and here's the thing about Born This Way, which I forgot about it until she started playing it, because that is one of my favorite songs of her. And one of my favorite moments of the show, other than the bungee jumping, of course, came from that, which I'll get to in a second. But I feel like a lot of people who might have watched that and don't know Gaga's, you know, musical cata um, catalog, they'd be like, oh, that's a really politically charged song. Like, she's doing this and that because of the current climate but that song is like six years old mm -hmm. like that's a song that I know when she performed in 2014 she did more of like a piano ballad version so I was glad I got to see it the way she kind of recorded it but my one of my favorite moments was when she was singing it and she put the microphone in the audience and then the audience was just screaming we were born this way and it was just a really good moment it got kind of got chills for a second yeah and she ended it perfectly uh, the way she, she did the mic drop and then someone throws her a football and she catches it as she as she's jumping. <laughs> it, it was just visually entertaining. It, it, it was, uh, you know, it was positive. It, it was high energy. She had the, the crazy thing in the sky with the, the drones spelling out words and everything like that. So it, it, it was beautiful. Um, I totally liked I'm, I'm going to put it in the top five Super Bowl halftime performances. I, I would go Prince is the best. I would go maybe Springsteen second. This one could have been third, as high as third, I'd say. And considering they've had, what, 51, uh, very impressive. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of people were like, oh, I was expecting controversy. And I, I didn't think there would be because I think she is a mature enough artist to know that what her job was to do. And I think she did it well. And there weren't any costume malfunctions, which, I mean, they're easily good if with three seconds to change their easily could have been but she you know she nailed it I just thought it was a really good and just so exciting now we got the news she's coming back to Pittsburgh yes. I, I've seen her three shows here and everyone is so worth seeing so that was a bit of, that was a taste of what you'll get I don't think she'll start on the roof of PPG Paints Arena but Probably you'll not. see some you'll see some really amazing things so do, definitely make sure you get a ticket does PPG Paints do they have the like the roof that opens or no because they do not melon that. had that right, right? right okay so yeah so no probably no um, bungee jumping but yeah and a lot of people did comment like after that wasn't a super bowl halftime show that was a lady gaga concert so it is a taste <laughs> of what you're gonna see you had a good line you felt like she kind of reached through the tv screens of america and, and gave us all gave us all a hug i think we all just kind of needed that you know of, with how things have been it was just kind of nice to see something positive and i mean just really well done and of course another this performer at the Super Bowl, Luke Bryan, singing the national anthem. What are yeah, your thoughts? You know, I didn't think that was a good choice a couple weeks ago when they announced it. I just was thinking, oh, like, I don't... It's not that he has a bad voice or he's not a good entertainer. He is. I mean, he has... They noted as they announced him, he's like a four-time entertainer of the year on the country music awards circuit. And he deserves it. I mean, he is a very entertaining um, performer. But 
for the national anthem, man, I'm not sure. I thought he, I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he was terrible. I think he was respectful, and that's all you can hope for with something like this. I totally agree. He had his hand on his heart, and he, he definitely went somber, respectful mode, uh, a little bit longish, but he didn't do anything bad. He didn't... Uh, you know, didn't do a Christina Aguilera and forget the words. He didn't forget the words. He His voice didn't crack. His voice sounded like okay through. He didn't try to hit high notes that we all know he can't hit. So he, he did a decent job. Was I blown away like I was last year? No, but I was more expecting to be cringing going, why Luke? Why? After, and I, that didn't happen. And maybe I didn't give him enough credit. That's, I mean, that's a fair point too. Well, you know what it's like when you see him live, he does a little booty shaking. So thank, thankfully there was none of that. Thankfully there was no beer can tossing and you know, gyrating on the Super Bowl stage. So that was nice. But yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought he did an okay job. He did better than I anticipated. Is anybody going to walk away saying, oh, did you hear how well Luke Bryan did? No, but there was no scandal either. And I think that's all we can hope for. Right. I don't know if he won over any non-country fans, but I, he, he did a very serviceable job and uh, give him credit. Yeah. So and that because that is a very difficult thing to do, especially, I mean, can you imagine the, you know, just the echo in that arena or in that stadium so the fact that he stayed on pitch too that is impressive yes but so um switching gears a little bit you we actually both caught some um different exhibits in pittsburgh um this past week but let's go with yours first Getting a little culture down in the, the big city there. yes I, that. I, I went to the august wilson center to see the fences exhibit of course we've been gushing about the denzel washington movie up for best picture he's up for an award it won a golden globe for viola davis so check this out. The Wilson Center, they have an exhibit with props and costumes worn by the three main cast members. They've recreated the set of the movie. There, there's video component that shows interviews with Denzel, shows an interview with August Wilson himself, who's posthumously nominated for an Oscar. It's a cool exhibit. Uh, it's a quick one. Uh, it maybe take you 15 minutes to check out. But you can also see a couple others at the Wilson Center. They have the Teeny Harris photography exhibit which kind of fits well since Teeny took a lot of photos of the Hill District back in the jazz era, which, you know, the, the movie's set in the Hill District. Then upstairs at the Wilson Center, there's an exhibit by a Beaver County dancer who, who does all these really creative poses. So is, is it worth a trip to Pittsburgh for this? Yes. Go, go check out the August Wilson Center, especially if you're a fan of Fences, the movie. Did you have a favorite part of the exhibit for Fences? Just seeing, the, like, Denzel Washington's costume, just how cool it looked, even on a mannequin. <laughs> I mean, He's know, a cool dude. You know, about that. Just the layered look, the, the work khakis and, and the brown shirt. And the one thing they couldn't find was the beret he wears, that little, that little oh, like beret. like the little, like, truck or um, train yeah, conductor hat. I, I guess of. maybe Denzel didn't want to part with that or something. or I, I don't know, but they have everything else from him. They have the football uniform his son wore. Uh, and they have the, the gin bottle Denzel was drinking from. So it's just cute little things, that, not cute, but uh, just interesting little things that you'll see in the movie, you get to see in person. It, it's really neat. I liked that they, I saw it on the photos um, that our photographer took, and I liked the, um, that they recreated like the back porch, because that's where a lot of the movie was, was in their backyard. And I also liked that they had the ball. Hanging. They had the, the baseball, baseball and, and the very symbolic baseball bat that Denzel wields during the movie. Yes, they are both there, and it's it's cool to check that out in person. So now I saw a different um, and on the opposite side of the city at the Carnegie Museum of Art, I went to an opening reception of Iris Van Herpen Transforming Fashion. I was enjoying your Instagram photos. A very pretty, colorful exhibit. It is so beautiful. And it's a one. It's in the Heinz Gallery, so it's in one of the bigger spaces at the um, Art Museum. And it opened um, this past Saturday, and it is on display through like the middle of May. Uh, we'll have a story um, online and in print um, a little later uh, this week or this month. Um, 
But yeah, it's just mannequin, or I shouldn't say it's just, but it's mannequins dressed in these amazingly intricate high-end like fashion designs. I mean, some of these dresses were so beautiful and stunning, and there were some while you're standing there going, how on earth would you wear that? I mean... Now, who is Iris? Can you fill us in on some of the famous people she's designed for? Yeah, she's a fashion designer, and she's a young, I think, I believe she was born in 1984. So she is early 30s. I mean, she's a young fashion designer. Cause when you think of art museum and um, fashion exhibit, you might think of more like period type pieces. And at least that's the first thing. And I saw that she is young and she's current. Um, the collection covers um, 15 of, or I'm sorry, the exhibit covers 15 of her collections over a seven and a half year career period. She's dressed um, Lady Gaga, um, who we just talked about, uh, beyond say uh, Bjork who which I talked to um, one of the curators and I said are any of these dresses like in here did famous people wear them and she had said all of the um, gowns and creations in the exhibit they went down the runway but Bjork wore one uh, very similar to the one that was on the mannequin they kind of like recreated it and everything and um, I think she said Bjork has worn about a half dozen of Iris Van Herpen's uh, creations not the swan though right <clears throat> I don't think so. The swan. I'm. I'm thinking if she did the swan, the swan would have been there. So, but yeah, it was just really like some of these were made with um, 3D printers. Um, some of them were made of you know tulle, cotton, goat leather. I mean, there was one dress where you could actually smell like the leather like wafting from the dress. So it was a very interesting exhibit. If you're into fashion or if you're just into seeing like a different type of exhibit that the uh, museum would put on, this is definitely the one to see. And interesting, it's at the Carnegie Museum. This sounds like something the Warhol might have. Or... Yeah, and then this is definitely um, Carnegie Museum of Art. And um, they also have right outside the gallery on the one side, they have about I think it's like six or eight pairs of shoes because when you walk in right before you actually walk into the gallery there is a giant screen showing a um runway show of Iris Van Herpen's and so you're seeing all of these designs and what's even almost more striking than the actual dresses are the shoes that these uh, models are wearing and I know there were a lot of murmurs and I was one of them how on earth do you walk in that because I mean there were these just platform boots and so it was nice to see the boots or then the shoes paired in the exhibit with um the actual dresses and the one of the boots that you know come up high over the knee and it, there, it's like a giant platform I'm like how do you walk in that and you could actually see the structure of the shoe and get a better idea of like oh it's just a pump with like leather panels around it so that kind of you know, put that mystery to rest, which was nice. So hoof it down to the Carnegie. <laughs> exactly. Um, like I said, we'll have um, in photos, a story, video, all of that stuff on our website um, later this month to check out. But yeah, it, it's a really impressive exhibit. So if you're in the, you know, maybe make a day of going to August Wilson Center and then over to the Carnegie's. I like that. So, and um, speaking of like, are you ready for Love It or Loathe It this week? Yes. Drum roll. Okay. I'll let you go first. All right, I have a loathe. Um, last week, Lauren Hill was um, supposed to perform at Heinz Hall um, on Tuesday, and she came onto the stage about, what, three, three and a half hours later than she was expected to. Like 20 after 11? Yeah, I mean, the concert went on late into, I mean, I went to bed and she still wasn't on stage yet. Um, this is a Monday night, keep in mind. Tuesday night. Tuesday night, yeah, I'm sorry. Tuesday Weeknight, night. everyone's got to get up early, go to work. Yeah, and I mean, it's adults that go to her, too. So they all had, you know, to get up early for work the next day. You know, tickets to that were probably were not cheap. 
she comes on, you know, three hours late, and I mean, she put up a unapology apology on her Twitter the next day saying it was beyond her control. You know, her band members were coming in from snow covered places and she couldn't, you know, in hindsight, she probably should have canceled it. But don't worry, Pittsburgh, I'll come back. I'd believe it more if she didn't have a history of doing this. Yeah, I don't buy that excuse either. I, I covered her show last year, and she was 45 minutes late for that. And that was kind of a news story that she was only 45 minutes late because the other shows she'd been doing on that tour, she was the same way, an hour, two hours late, three hours late. So you're right, she does have a reputation. It's just, to me, it's so inconsiderate to fans. It, it's contemptuous of your fans. It's saying that her time is more important than theirs. It's saying that their money doesn't matter. I mean, ticket. Well, these are difficult times. I mean, concert tickets are not cheap. And, you know, people, that's a night out. A lot of people probably went to dinner, had to get a babysitter, had to, you know, put a lot of effort and planning and money into this. And then she doesn't even show up. And she does, and it's late. And I know there were a lot of refunds you know, involved in everything. And it, it's just a really bad precedent for her because who, after you hear about that, would you be inclined to buy a ticket the next time she came? Because I want it. No, definitely. I, I, just, I just don't think, I, I think fans, you know, your fans are the reason that you're able to go on world tours and sell out these types of places. And I don't mean just her, I mean, you know, artists in general. You owe it to them to give them a good show, come on time, be respectful. And I just don't think, I don't think she did any of those things. You want me to believe you're really sorry, Lauren? Come back and do a free show at the Three Rivers Arts Festival. How about that? Okay. that's I'll forgive if that. <laughs> and like I said, if, I mean, I know things happen. If there was like a medical emergency, I wouldn't be loathing this. Or if it was something. But she was there. They did a sound check. Um, the opening act did and everything. And it just, I mean, she said that, you know, they put up announcements at the store. The uh, show was starting late and people were told as they walked in but that's not the story I got from people who were actually there that was not the impression that they gave me it kind of seemed like they were in their seats like okay when's she coming on when's she coming on is she coming on I don't think people here late they think she's going to go on at 20 after 11 and play till 1am on a weeknight yeah and I mean and even that I mean that wasn't even a two hour show but at that point it's like do you stay or do you you know do you wait it out or you just say well forget about it and leave so I just I just don't like I just don't like it so I'm gonna loathe it this week it's a good loathe and I'll do I'll do a love real quickly I, with the announcement of Muse coming to Key Bank Pavilion in Burgestown that's eight rock concerts scheduled there this summer so far uh, we have like Kings of Leon we have Mumford and Sons so uh, Den Company so only five countries so far and years past there's been more I, I like me country dude don't get me wrong but I'm glad to see more rock shows you know for a while the joke was when are they gonna put the mechanical bull out at <laughs> Burgettstown because of, it's nothing but country looks like rocks making a comeback this year out in Washington County and I'm happy about it I'm loving it you know I love that too because it, it's not even I mean they're getting rock concerts but they're getting really good lineups like Muse and 30 Seconds to Mars Mumford and Sons who haven't played there in like four years it's not the same like Luke Bryan like five years in a row it's different from what we're used to and there are some repeats like um dead and company but they were also here last year with like every other concert in the world in town so a lot of people probably miss them i know they were competing against uh culture club and justin bieber which i'm sure there isn't too much of an overlap between bieber and dead and company but keep reminding me i covered that bieber show last year. <laughs> i'm just gonna keep you know <laughs> digging that fork in but you know yeah so no i would definitely love that i like that they're kind of branching out and getting different different acts there 
And we'll be here to tell you about the those shows and other upcoming things in Pittsburgh and Burgestown concert schedule. Yeah, you can listen every Monday at timesonline.com slash podcast or on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio by searching the Beaver County Times. Another good way is to check on Twitter. We're always tweeting breaking news about concerts. I'm at Scott Tatey. And I'm at Maggie E. And you can always follow along at all of the latest in entertainment news at timesonline.com slash entertainment. Thanks for listening. Bye.